your inside pass to everything Saints football. We'll take you to the places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, Hakeem drops the ball, turn, picks a flow, and touchdown. Hell is frozen over. Of the 2022 season. And it's going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. Welcome in, Saints fans, for another edition of Inside Black and Gold. I'm WWL Saints sideline reporter Steve Geller, along with WWL and Odyssey Sports digital producer Jeff Nowak. We just wrapped up another session with the Saints training camp today and a lot to talk to, obviously, with Trevor Penning and uh, the return of Michael Thomas to team drills. We've got a sighting of the Honey Badger And we'll be talking about some guys that are under the radar who we think are going to make this team. But one of the catches from Jeff threw at me was they couldn't have been on the team from last year. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, the under the radar names that made the team last year aren't exactly exciting to talk about this year. But yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk a lot about Trevor Penning, you know. We're going to have a news and notes segment. We usually lead off with that. But I think what happened with Trevor Penning today in the last two days is so notable that we really want to get into it right off the bat, which is, and Steve, you were, you were there alongside me for all three of these. It has now been three consecutive days of practice that Trevor Penning has gotten into uh, whatever you want to call it, a pushing match, a shoving match with a Saints defensive player. On Monday, it was Peyton Turner. Who, that was more of a kind of blows traded type uh, situation. It came towards the end of practice. There. Peyton Turner clearly took offense to something Trevor did. You know, it's really tough to see what's going on in the in the skirmish in the middle because, you know, this isn't a broadcast. We're watching from the sideline. We don't really have any real footage to go back and, and review. Um, but they, they were not happy with each other. And we actually haven't seen Peyton Turner since that altercation. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yesterday, it was... Trevor and JT Gray. JT was coming in on a blitz, and Trevor kind of finished him off. He's a guy who, you know, this the phrase, they plays to the echo of the whistle. Well, Trevor plays to the echo of the echo of the whistle. And it's clearly rubbing some teammates the wrong way. So JT Gray, you know, they kind of like squared up, and it was kind of funny. There is footage of that. JT kind of squares up, and then it's like in real time, he remembers, oh, yeah, you know, I might be a tough person, but it's hard to out-tough six, seven, 320 pounds. And he can kind of be like, yeah, let's let's back off of this. But then today, the one that really kind of got out of hand toward the end of practice, and, and Steve, you can vouch for this. You know, we were all just kind of working to the other end of the field because they were actually doing their team drills the opposite direction from the way they had been. And this was the longest practice we'd had to this point. And, you know, it was one of the final reps. And all of a sudden, you see Trevor and just kind of getting thrown across the formation from the left side. You see just blows being thrown. And all of a sudden, it, it was about equivalent to a benches clearing brawl, uh, if you will, like everyone kind of kind of rushed in and it was just this kind of pile in the middle of field. And the funny part was when Bradley Roby just came jogging in and like hopped on the back of, I don't know if it was Kalik Washington or Gerald Hawkins, but uh, it wasn't like a, he, he was joking. He's kind of like hopped up there and it was very funny. But then we see Trevor Penning and Malcolm Roach, the defensive tackle, uh, walking off the field they were ejected from practice i've never yeah, seen that happen yeah. <laughs> you know and that's significant when it 
fights happen in training camp, but once people start missing reps because of fights, that's when, you know, it's becoming a distraction. It's impacting, impacting what you're trying to do. And I think that was something that obviously Dennis Hallen felt he had to do today being the third consecutive day of a little skirmish breaking out, especially involving the same guy. Oh, and yeah, and he was fed up. We heard him. It was very quiet in the building as we were walking over to kind of get ready for interviews. And, you know, we heard him. I heard at one point he was like, you know, was like, what does it say on your resume? <laughs> does it, and it's like, if, does it say something that means you should be talking? <laughs> he was fed up. You know, he's, he's a no-nonsense guy. And I think throughout the first week of practice, we've kind of seen like kind of the changing of regimes. I think he's a little more laid back than Sean was early in his career but by the end, he was his reputation as kind of an authoritarian coach, you know, was enough that it kind of kept people in line because they knew what the status quo was. And I think with a new coach, you're kind of seeing him uh, kind of lay down the gauntlet here of, OK, no, this isn't going to fly. And yeah, I mean, sending a rookie off from practice is not the, not what you want to be on week two at training camp. So it's going to be something that uh, we have to address. And we have. We have some audio here um, from DA. Yeah, we don't have time for that, um, you know, and so, um, you know, I sent two guys in today and uh, we got to get our work done. So we got to learn, we got to learn as a team how to compete and how to play and how to practice, all right, and push ourselves to the limit, but yet not take it over the edge. But no, so yeah, DA is basically saying, you know, that's not going to fly. You know, we, we can't be spending time in practice accounting for just tomfoolery, if you will. You know, that's just, it's not what he needs to be dealing with as you're trying to, you know, get rookies up to speed, kind of assess what you have on the defensive side of the ball. And, but that's what we've been talking about the last three days. Um, And, you know, I think to some extent, it's Trevor Penning's reputation. It's, we knew this, we've talked about this extensively. He has a reputation for kind of getting under people's skin and, you know, it's uh, now that we've seen it in practice, it's a little more distracting than I expected it to be. Yeah, the, hearing all the scattering reports of how he is a nasty player inside, like you said, playing through the echo of the whistle. I'm just wondering what what exactly is going on that's go- making these the pl- other players react this way on the team as well. Because the first fight, the first day, number one, uh, Peyton Turner was swinging. There were definitely uh, wasn't wasn't really penning being the aggressor going after Turner in that skirmish. And I'm just curious too, to find out what exactly happened with Peyton Turner. Now, is it something where he regressed in his uh, recovery from that shoulder injury or when he had those swings hitting a helmet, a padded guardian shielded helmet, did he do something to his hand where now that's an issue because I thought for sure we would see him back today and I'd see that hand wrapped up on the sideline, but that wasn't the case. Yeah. You hope it's nothing serious, uh, but yeah, it would be, it would be kind of a, and, but I think like, the fact that we even have to consider, well, maybe he hurt his hand because Trevor Penning got him so riled up that he punched him. You know, that's, that's a scenario that's not outlandish and it would all, it would kind of uh, drive home this kind of point of you don't want to be setting up situations where your teammates get themselves hurt. You know, and I think that's when uh, Team A will take will take offense to how you are playing is when they feel like, okay, we're teammates. This is practice. You're putting me in a situation where I could get hurt. 
you know, you're blocking me into the turf when you don't have to be. And I think like, that's what it was with JT Gray yesterday. But again, so we've heard from Trevor, we've heard from JT Gray. And in both cases, those guys indicated that there's really no bad blood here. So let's, this is what we heard from Trevor. It's part of my game, I think. I mean, it's, it's just how I am as a player, but you know, I'm obviously out there working technique. I'm trying to get better, um, you know, at the technique of the game and getting, getting the blocks down. And then, you know, the finishing ability, that's, that's what I pride myself in. And that's always going to be part of my games. It's football. We're competing. I mean, it's, it's a tough game for tough people. You got to be able to take that. Um, I mean, there's no bad blood between us. I mean, it's, we're just competitors competing. Yeah. And so that's, that's what he said. And and I believe him, you know, I think that he's, you know, I am also the type of person that can get really heated when I'm playing sports. Right. And I've always kind of felt like, you know, being, being kind of aggressive and getting into it with an opponent is part of the game. It's part of how everything works. But the second you leave the lines of the field, you know, it's over, you know, that was always my thing. Like I've gotten like nearly into fights on a basketball court, but then, you know, the whistle blows, the game's over, and I'm over dapping the guy up on the sideline, being like, yeah, my bad. I got a little too heated there. You know, and that's how sports is, I think, to some extent. You have to be able to, to disassociate what's happening on the field with what's happening on the sideline, and you can't kind of hold grudges. But the longer this continues to go on, um, you have to start wondering if that's going to be the case because you don't want your teammates to resent you. Well, I think the big thing, too, with Dennis Allen today was the fact that those previous two incidences were really just – one-on-one players going at it and it seemed to escalate more into a team scenario today where the entire offensive line started getting involved in the offense and then the defense is there backing up their side as well and that's you know you, you don't want this huge melee breaking out between your offense and defense uh just because guys are are playing hard and being aggressive and those emotions yeah they get high when you're in the heat of the battle I just think that today's getting sent to the locker room should definitely send a message to Penning and hopefully that that speech afterwards with the rest of the team uh, guesses that gets that message through as well. But the last thing I want to see is him being less aggressive on the field. I mean, that's one of the reasons they brought this guy in for that nastiness. Let's just kind of find a way to ease it back with your own teammates, I guess. Yeah, and I was talking to someone and it was like, well, why is this an issue this week when it wasn't an issue last week? And I think so part of it is that they put pads on on Monday. And I think that allowed Trevor to kind of get into get into his rhythm a little bit more. But I also think to some extent, the issue has become Trevor is starting to win reps. And in the first couple of days of practice, I think he was having hard. He was getting blown by a couple of times. You know, he wasn't I think he's he's a rookie. Right. So he wasn't asserting himself as well as he probably needed to be. And then the last couple of days, I have actually, you know, I think we've seen him get a little more confident and actually start winning, winning these reps. And you can't, you can't block someone uh, to the echo of the echo of the whistle unless you are still blocking them when the whistle sounds, right? So, and I think that's, that's part of it. You know, we didn't see it last week because I think he was getting used to everything and the, def- the defense had a bit of an advantage. But I think he has come forward a little bit this week, which is why it's annoying to kind of, have to be talking about what the antics and not the play, because I think he has actually taken a step forward and closed that gap with James Hurst a little bit. I still think James Hurst is pretty, pretty well seated to be the week one starter, but you know, James Hurst 
had a couple iffy moments today. He false started on one rep, and you know Trevor false started on a rep yesterday, so he's he's right there too. Back but to back, and then had to do push ups. Did they make him do push ups? I didn't even see yeah. that. Oh yeah, I think it's just a given when you know you mess up, you better get down and, and start start doing them. Interesting. Um, but here's one more clip. We uh, talked to JT Gray today, as we said, he had that uh, dust up with with Trevor yesterday. And here's here's what he had to say. Uh, about just that. two competitive guys going at it, um, just giving extreme effort, and you know what I'm saying, just going out there and holding the standard of Saints football. Is that the kind of thing that just happens, or is that a problem? No, uh, it's just you know you got those things that happen. It happens every time, all the time in football. You know, it's just a football thing. Is there something about Trevor that makes that more likely to happen? You know what I mean? Is there something about him? Uh, you know, he's an aggressive guy, good old lineman coming in, um, trying, you know what I'm saying, going to be known, and he's making this, he's putting his um, name out there right now. Yeah, and so, I mean, you're, that's what, these are the answers you're going to hear, right? They're going to say, you know, football's a, it's a man's game played by men. You know, it's a tough game for tough people, and these things happen. Now, I don't disagree with that. I think that that is the correct approach and the correct statement and how you should go about your day-to-day as a professional football player in the National Football League. That said, three consecutive days, two of which were in pads, one of which was unpadded, two of which were inside, so the heat's not a factor. You're not you're not dealing with, you know what I mean? Like, you're out in the sun for two hours, and then you start getting into it, and I think the tempers flare a little easier. Sure, you're a lot crankier. Yeah, right. These were inside. This was air conditioned. There's, there's no. I think there was a long practice today, but it wasn't super intense. And so, I think you do need to start thinking about how you can dial it back. And, and this was something we talked about in the draft. This was something we talked about. You know, as they were looking at prospects, as we were talking about Trevor Penning as a potential first round pick. You know that that mean streak. It can, it can be a help and it can be a hindrance. And I think. We have seen how it can be a hindrance today because it's now not a question of, okay, how is the first round pick progressing? How has he improved from day one to day seven? It's will this become an issue in the locker room? And, and that's not what you wanted. So DA said that, you know, we heard DA addressing the players on the field. He said he was going to address it with Malcolm and Trevor afterward. And, you know, It'll be interesting to see how how this all kind of plays going forward. Yeah, and you mentioned he doesn't want that any animosity spilling into the locker room between the guys, obviously. And also, the, their time is valuable on the field, and you don't want wasted wasted rep time for breaking up these little incidents that have been occurring now consistently. And it's like you said, you, you can have these outbreaks. It's not a bad thing for a team to to be physical and and getting after it. Three days in a row does seem a little excessive, but um, I, I like what Allen did today. Sent both guys to the locker room, had that cooling off period for them, and then sat the team down after practice and basically laid it out, saying there there ain't no room for this. We we gotta we have football issues to take care of. This is not what you're here for. We're not doing MMA or anything. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many practices, right? Practice time is limited. They play a preseason game in what ten days. Yeah, I do love right here uh, Austin Kloska uh, telling us, excited to see Trevor in joint practice with Green Bay. That is something, just joint practices in general, looking forward to seeing. But yeah, seeing how Penning uh, takes on the Green Bay offensive line and their reaction will be a lot of fun. But, but this is a good point. 
because we're talking about this in the frame in the framework of okay he's going against his teammates and they are getting angry that he is blocking them like their opponents you know what i mean because when we get into those joint practices you know obviously you still don't want to go full in a in a practice even if it's against another team but that kind of mean streak i think would be applauded right if trevor penning was playing the green bay packers in a game and he got the defensive end so riled up that he took a swing at him we would all be clapping and saying, great job, Trevor. You have given us an advantage the same way that CJ is applauded for getting two Bears wide receivers kicked out in key moments, right? We got instigators on both sides. I love it. Yeah, but and that's a funny thing, too, because we talked to Eric McCoy, and he was asked, you know, is Trevor kind of the CJ of the offense? Right. And he makes a good point, which is no, because the positions they play are so different. CJ is not allowed to touch the people he's covering. So he has to do it verbally and he has to kind of plant that seed verbally. Trevor plays a position where, you know, before the draft, one of the, I think he was being interviewed. He might've been David deal. And they asked, what is your favorite thing about playing offensive tackle? And it was being able to legally assault the person across from me, which made and, everyone eyes just bold. <laughs> right. Well, and that's like, you know, that's, that's where you say, wow, that's, you know, that's, that's great. Uh, channeled but, in the right way yes. and against the right people. And at this point, we have too much seen that channeled against teammates. And there's there's got to be a middle ground. There's got, there's got to be. Well, I can only um, imagine that next next week in Green Bay, it's only going to be worse because they all everybody knows, obviously, this guy's reputation and will certainly try to be push everyone's buttons on the Saints side. Yeah, and they have the Texans before that. I think that's what you meant next week in Houston. Well, they're going to they just have the game in Houston next week. That's right. The week after I'm getting then they, Yeah. Then they go and have the joint. Then practice. they have those joint practice sessions, right? With Green Bay. And I think who, who's the third preseason game. They're home against Jacksonville. No, let me look it up. Inside black and gold knows your preseason schedule. Inside black and gold. We Google the answers. Uh, it's against <laughs> the chargers. They're hosting the chargers. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. The first two preseason games are on the road. And then the third one is against the chargers. And yeah, so by the time we get into those joint practices, uh, hopefully the this issue is not something we even talk about. And we can then kind of talk about, man, he is manhandling these Green Bay Packers uh, defensive linemen. Good on him. Right. He Winston made him so mad that they day. wanted to punch him. That's it. That's it. Anyway. So we've got, we've gone really far into this. Um, was there anything you wanted to add, Steve, before we move on? No, just that I, I really, this is not a negative to me at all. I know that there's that perception of being the disruptor or someone who is uh, causing angst amongst your teammates. But uh, all in all, so far, I think everybody realizes that this is just part of the dude's game on the field. And he does not have that same persona off of it. No, no. He's very much like a gentle giant when you speak to him as a, as just a person in the, you know, off the field. And I think that's funny with a lot of guys. You see that too. It's like, there, it's you. You clock it in for work. You become this different person on the field, and then off of it, you know, you're back to being quote unquote normal mode. I think it's also true of putting the pads on for Trevor, because <laughs> I think the second those pads came on, he became a different person, and and not in a bad way. But like I said, I think he has been a much better blocker uh, in the last few days than I saw in week one, than I saw in minicamp, and you know, I think it's just that physicality 
that kind of makes up the gap of, okay, he's a kid coming out of Northern Iowa. He went to a small school. He's behind on the technique curve. And he's, he's going to have, he's going to make up for that with the physicality and, you know, getting into guys and being able to punch and, and get their chest. And that's not something you can do without pads on. It's something you can do with pads on. And it's clearly something that um, he's, uh, he's not making any friends with. No, testing the limits for sure. But all right, we're going to move on. We're going to close out this segment. Remember to, to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Remember to give us a review and a rating. Five stars. I like those. Five stars are great. Um, you can follow Steve and myself on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak and at Steve Geller WWL. And yeah, stick around. We're going to hit on Tyron Matthew, Mike Thomas, and a bunch of other news and notes from today's press.